I like the fact that Ben Affleck, his character just doesn't give a fuck. He wears sweatpants and then like nice collared t-shirts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Movie Toast podcast. I'm here with Dennis. Hey, toasters. Tommy. Hello, everybody. And Adam. Je m'appelle Adam. And we're coming at you with uh, four new movies. So I watched a movie that when I saw a trailer, I I pretty much came in my pants because it was made for me. This is an exploitation-style movie called VFW. Uh, It stars Stephen Lang, William Sadler, Fred Williamson, um, a bunch of other people, George Wendt, just a bunch of people. So it's about pretty much uh, this. uh, I think he went to to chairs to get another drink. Um, But um, I don't know. So pretty much this is kind of in the future, kind of. They say it's slightly in the future, but it's pretty much modern day. There's uh, drugs running rampant. There's this new type of drug. And in this, this small town, there is a, a guy that runs runs this abandoned movie theater that looks like a giant warehouse, kind of. He pretty much has all these drugs and all these people who are, like, just junkies always there trying to buy drugs. And it's a weird place to hang out. So pretty much this one girl runs up to the, the main guy, and she wants to get a vial of stuff. And then he's like, oh, you want this? They're up on, like, the main floor. And he's like, how bad do you want it? And she's like, I really want it. He fucking throws the vial over the fucking banister. And she pretty much jumps and pledges to her death. Plunges to her death. Jeez. Then we see... What is this movie called? VFW. VFW. I don't know why I thought you said BMX. Okay, uh, go ahead. Yeah, it's the BMX <laughs> Bandits. Uh, very, very dark term for these guys. Uh, and then after that happens, we see uh, two older gentlemen. Uh, one, one driving. It's... Um, what's his face? Stephen Lang's driving. He picks up Fred Williamson. And uh, they're just talking uh shooting the shit these are two veterans and uh we find out that it's one of their birthdays and they get to the vfw they set up other guys come in they're all drinking everyone's having a good time and they're like hey you remember back when we were at the cso show miss 1963 was doing a show well uh turns out she has a daughter and she's a stripper and she's having a show tonight at midnight we're gonna take you to the titty bar (laughs) and uh he's like i don't i don't care about that but sure let's go and uh, so they, they made those plans. But then we jump back to the fucking movie theater right across the street from the BFW. This girl comes in and sees the dead girl just sitting there. So this girl's been sitting there for at least 30 minutes. And uh, she okay. freaks out. And she, uh, she's pissed off. And we're like, I don't know what the relationship is here. Uh, it turns out it's her sister. So she, she looks up. She sees the bad guy. He's still looking down, laughing, and having a good time. Clearly, she knows this guy was in on it. And so she goes to, uh, like, the office of the theater. And there's just so happens to be all his drugs wrapped up in a nice couple like four or six packages in a safe that's wide open so uh, (laughs) she takes it all and tosses in her bag and uh they find out and they see her run across the street to the vfw this one guy that's out front smoking weed because they won't let him smoke inside comes in he's like there's this girl and this girl just rushes in there she has it all in a backpack uh she rushes in there and then fucking these two Goons come running in, and they start shit. Uh, like, one just takes an axe right to this fucking guy that was smoking weed right through his shoulder blade. And then fucking Stephen Lang, like, you just see, bam! <laughs> Stephen Lang blows his fucking head out with a shotgun. And this is over-the-top violence and gr- grutility. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. I'm like, oh, we're on a wild ride now. So pretty much, it's all about now they got to get to this girl. And these war veterans are ready to kick some ass. 
And, of course, there's different types of guys here and there, but they're all ready. They're good to go. And uh, so they, like, sail up the doors. There's also one young veteran who just got back from war, and now he's grabbing a drink. Mm. So, yeah, they, they barricade themselves in, and then, like, we got to fight back. And we find out on the other side, we find out that the guy that was – his head was blown off. That was the bad guy's brother. So he won't stop at nothing until oh, everyone's yeah. dead. <laughs> so pretty much throughout the, the night, these gang members are coming over, and they're all just getting fucking annihilated left and right, and we're losing some of our <laughs> guys. And it's just over-the-top violence and action and cheesy. It has that old that, that look. And before all this happens – the uh, electricity goes out in the whole bar, and there's just, like, a red look to the whole bar. It's on a generator that only has, like, a red light. So you're seeing all this shit in, like, a dark red <laughs> And, like, there's montages of them, like, getting ready with all this shit. Ah, it's just a fucking crazy uh-huh. time. It's, it's, a, it's a B movie at its finest, and it's been a while since I've seen a good B movie. And I rented nice. this at Redbox. Uh, check it out. Uh, I'd say... Honestly, it's a green light in my book. I know it's not everyone's awesome, movie, but if you're if you're if you're that type of person, fucking see this movie. <laughs> sounds fucking great. I am sold, Adam. Any uh, Tommy sounds tidbits it, on this? Sounds outrageous. There are four tidbits. Can three I, of can them I are, guess what two of them are? Three of them are stinkers. Yeah, I guess. Go for it. They shot this at a real VFW in Texas. Yes. The the director's fucking in the movie theater. He has a poster for his previous movie up. Brain scan. Yeah, and what are the stinkers? Well, the that the poster outside the the stinker. (laughs) The one I was gonna tell you was that yeah, the real VFW hall where they shot was in Grand Prairie, Texas, specifically post number two four nine four. Yeah, they call that a movie. And they said several of the halls' real veterans appear as extras in the bar during the opening. (laughs) Awesome. That's pretty badass. Hmm. And you want to know the stinker? Stinkatize me, Captain. So, although it's never spoken on screen, Walter's army jacket and the end credits indicate that his surname is Reed, a reference to Walter Reed National Military Medical Center, <laughs> one of the United States' most prominent military hospitals. Nice. And then the last one is on the list of features seen above the cinema. One of them is called Bliss. This is a reverence. Oh, yeah. That was the reference to his previous film, Bliss. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. I I checked out trivia earlier. And then there's a brain scan poster on the wall outside the theater. And the 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 movie brain scan was in 1994. Nice. Sorry, sorry, Corey, you were going to say something? Movie sounds like (laughs) outrageous fun for the whole family over the age of 17. It is. Uh, (laughs) I watched The Making Of, and it's just everyone, like, having a blast on set. Fucking, they're like, we go hard. We go all out. There's blood everywhere. And it turns out nice. the director is also the cinematographer, so he gets right in there. Oh, nice. interesting. Just in your description, I definitely got some like Assault on Precinct 13 vibes. Is it? But it sounds like it's even more over the top than that. I mean, I've never seen the original one, so I can't judge from that. Oh, I've only saw okay. the remake. But yeah, no, it's kind of that vibe. Yeah, just set at a bar. That's funny. I've only seen the original one. I've never seen the remake. <laughs> Maybe we should switch and do a Freaky Friday episode. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I watch that. Yeah, I got a lot of uh, assault on Precinct Thirteen vibes too, Dennis. When Adam was talking, also it sounds like the Expendables stuck inside. That's oh. true. Yeah. Ooh, I would watch that. Yeah, yeah. I like, honestly like this a lot more than the Expendables, and and the fact that it's mainly nice. set in one location <laughs> was always fun. I love right. isolate like isolated stories like that. It's interesting what you can. When people try to figure out what to do in a small space. It's a bitch. I tried doing it with a movie I want to make called The Dove. Sorry. 
Dr. Frankenstein's Anne. It's hard. I don't know how much you can do with trying to keep a Frankenstein away from Nazis. Or like, what about From there. Dusk Till Dawn? Ooh, I love From Ooh, Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah. But that, that has so much going on. You get the kidnapped family, hostages, and then fucking, uh, fucking trade going down and the vampires. But okay, now, right, now that you say that, there's one moment where I was waiting. This takes place at night when all the action goes down. And at one point, they're like, we got to be out of it. We got to be inside by, by sunrise. And I'm like, what the fuck happens at sunrise? I'm like, these guys just got to last till sunrise. And it all finishes before sunrise. I thought maybe they'd be vampires, but no. <laughs> never make it. I didn't know. Mm. That's funny. There you go. You thought That'd it was going to be from Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Yeah, be a weird twist. <laughs> but um, for something that's totally different, I guess I'll go next. A couple weeks ago, we did an episode on basketball ben affleck also known as the way back which was the episode title of our podcast yeah i still haven't seen it (laughs) um don't watch this i don't know who (laughs) that was that was that was an adam review a movie toaster adam review uh adam did you what did you say about this i said it was a green light i i honestly liked it I told I told Tommy it was good, but it was nowhere near as amazing and award contentious as he thought it would be. That, yeah, that's when it when it all started. We watched a trailer, or I watched a trailer, I think, for it, and then we watched the trailer for it, and I was like, "Watch, mark my words, guys, this is gonna win awards." This movie fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, can I just tell you my favorite part about the movie before you go? I like the fact that Ben Affleck, his character, just doesn't give a fuck. He wears sweatpants and then like nice collared t-shirts. He really gives me something to aim yeah. for. I uh, I only watched this movie for Ben Affleck. I like Ben Affleck, not you know necessarily for. I like him going all the way back to Goodwill Hunting, and Argo, and you didn't like, like him in, uh, uh, any Kevin Smith movies. Uh, I don't really. Yeah, that's right, a different story for a different day. <laughs> um, but you know, I liked and I liked uh, what was that one gangster movie he did. Uh, Live by Night or something. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed oh, that movie. I never yeah, saw. It. I like that movie good? too. But um, so yeah. I, I like Ben Affleck. He doesn't get enough respect. He gets a lot of shit. Oh, uh, uh, Batman gets v a lot Superman. Of bad, yeah. <laughs> yes, I liked it. He never, no. he never had a chance in that movie, man. That yeah. was. He has picked some stinkers over the years. Stinkers. Um, <laughs> he's, he, you know, he's talented, and he just, I feel like he has bad luck. True. Or you know, but um, this movie really fucking irritated the shit out of me. It's about Ben Affleck. He's drunk, uh, and he starts coaching his high school Catholic high school's basketball team to like try to get over being drunk. And this movie just goes from there. That's how it begins. It's just a slow decline, and there's never any positive up. This movie, it ends. I'm going to spoil it. Don't go see this movie. First <laughs> off, you find out that his kid died from cancer and that his, like, he's divorced because he got drunk and threw away his wedding, his, his marriage, because his kid died from cancer. And they are, like, doing this weird friendship after divorce thing. Yeah, that was he's weird. fucking another guy. And then they're, like, old best friends they used to hang out with. Because their kid had cancer in the hospital, it's got cancer again, and then he gets really <laughs> drunk after he finds that out. He goes and crashes into a boat, breaks oh, into another yeah. person's house, and then gets the shit beat out of him. And he ends that up was on the amazing. street unconscious. Shit. By the end of this movie, he gets fired from the basketball team. The end of this movie 
basketball is so fucking irrelevant. <laughs> it is unbelievable. He helps them get into the playoffs, but you don't find out if they won the playoffs. There might be some little voiceover thing that my mom picked up on when she watched it with me about them saying that they're going to win the playoffs. She picked that up. I don't know. I didn't hear that. Well, he was but listening to them on the radio. Playing. Yeah, he was listening to As them on the radio. As he played basketball. Yeah. As he played basketball, and then we do this slow pull out, and he's playing basketball because he never played basketball after he started drinking or whatever. It's like he's not with the team. He doesn't get back with them. We don't find out if they won. He's going to get his license suspended. He's got to <laughs> go to jail. I mean, he broke in. He did breaking and entering. He crashed into that fucking boat. Like, he still lost his job. Where is the bright side of this? That he's playing basketball on a beach? It's like, I, yeah, what I else think it's supposed to just be drive? like, I think it's supposed I think to be like it. real life. Shit doesn't yeah. work out for us. Yeah, that's what it was like. It was like real life. I have a problem with movies that use like cancer and kids with cancer as a plot point unnecessarily as like an emotional punch because it's like such a cheap shot. And then if you're going to have your story kind of not go anywhere, Ah, oh, gosh. Oh, man. I just had so many. This movie sucked. I had so many problems with this movie. Do not go see it. Ben Affleck is still amazing. I, You know what I did like about it? They showcased uh, San Pedro. San Pedro. I feel like you don't see too many mo- movies oh. in San Pedro. But that's a relevant. What a silver lining. But, all right. Can I just say, I felt like this was his version of his brother Casey Affleck's movie, Manchester by the Sea, just not as good. Yeah, it's totally the same movie with the same type of thing. And I didn't even like Manchester by the Sea, to be (laughs) fully honest. Stinker alert, here comes the cops. (laughs) I have a question. How did you view this movie? What do you mean, how did I view this movie? It's rentable for $20. You can rent it or buy it, I think. Oh, yeah, I had to pay $20. And now you own it, right? I just looked it up on Prime Video, so I wanted to make sure. So you just purchased a movie that you hated. For $20. There's only five items of trivia for the way back, and four of them are stinkers. Is the sixth piece of trivia, this movie sucks, massive cojones? <laughs> no, the actual, the, the one that I think is in a stinker is what the, ori- the movie's original title was going to be, and then they changed it to the way back. Was it Basketball Ben Affleck? No. <laughs> it was going to be called The Has Been, and they oh. changed it to the way back. Yeah, that's a dumb change. The has-been has been would better. But doesn't that imply he's no longer, you know? I think like it might have taken away people's opinion of them. The way, the way back sounds more like this guy is it's a positive. starting his journey. Yeah. Well, no, that like there is, it's not the resolution. It's not the finish line. It's not no. he found his way back. It's It sounds he's more like he's back. starting that journey. Yeah. He's, you have to make this hard, hard change. The has-been sounds more like past tense. It sounds more like it's been resolved. Like, uh, like, like, he, like, the, like when that. the movie starts, his drinking problem is no longer an issue, but he used to have it. Whereas from what you've said, it is a constant or it's something he's struggling with right now. Just between right. those titles. That's what that's that confusing. Like I mean, a has been as someone who used to be like all up and cool, which is what he was because he was a basketball star. The I just got to say, there's another thing I didn't mention. This movie has a very strong, like religious aspects of it. Um, they're not overt. They don't resolve, but nothing resolves in this movie. So hmm. um, that would be I, my major issue, the religion in this movie. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's like, is this a faith-based film? Like mm-hmm. if you believe in Jesus, you can play basketball and make your life better and stop being an alcoholic. Is this an alcoholic anonymous? Did thing? Ben Affleck use a lot of that stuff for in his personal life to conquer his problems? Maybe that's why. 
I don't know because he shot this down. two days after he got out of rehab. I don't know how that. Yeah, he did. Insane. That's the most interesting piece of trivia. Yeah. He shot it two days after getting out of rehab. That's and the director yeah. wanted to fire him and bring someone else in, but fucking uh, his ex-wife is like, no, dude, he brought a basketball to fucking rehab. He's all about this fucking movie. You gotta do it. <laughs> if it wasn't for Electra, we wouldn't have this. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, Ben Affleck is above this material. So I feel like all the movies he's been doing lately, Triple Frontier, Jane Silent Bob Reboot, this. It's like we need to see him fucking uh, Justice League. We need to see classic Affleck back, not yeah. just I'll take anything for a paycheck. Well, I think now that he's over drinking and gambling all the time, you know, maybe if he's getting back on track, he can get back on track yeah. with his career too. <laughs> like really his next movie that he's shooting right now or was with the hiatus and whatnot happening for everyone. Uh, him and uh, him and uh, Damon were getting together for a Ridley Scott movie where they're in medieval times. And I'm like, I don't fucking know what that's like, but I want to see that. Yeah, that sounds Ooh. interesting. The way back pissed me off big time. Hardcore red light. Hey, well, you hear that reindeer have, games? Yeah. I, I might have something that I'm not Ben Affleck. Up. You white, you Ben Affleck. Why did you give this a green light, Adam? I honestly enjoyed it. I don't like basketball <laughs> shit, but I honestly like seeing this guy spiral out of control, and I like the fact that it ended on such a downer, and we don't have resolution. I honestly liked it for the reasons you hated it, which is fucking wacky to me. Interesting. I like I, that we got a red and green light in the same movie. I don't know That's... if mine was a green light or a yellow light, but so I should know we average? Yet. Should we average it out to a yellow? <laughs> no, you should have a bunch of like. Uh, rednecks drive by in a pickup truck and shoot the light out with their pellet gun. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. All right, guys. What we have here is a good old-fashioned movie toast Mexican standoff. Audience, if you've seen this movie and you like it, tweet at us, green light. If you hate it, tweet us, red light. If not, if you don't know where to find us, we're on all social media at movie underscore toast. Get at us. Dennis, would you like to... Tell us with you and your Spider-Man pillow co-host right there uh, what you saw and how you doing. Well, Spidey and I actually watched this together. Um, had watched the British 2018 film Await Further Instructions. Did you guys sling uh, any webs while watching this movie? No, 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 not that kind of movie. It wasn't that kind of time. <laughs> to go with the isolation theme we had earlier, it is an isolated horror movie. Starts off in the Christmas time. This family getting together for the holidays. Our two main characters pull up, are driving through town. They pull up to the, the small family home. It's clear they haven't been here in a while. The son hasn't been here in a while. And he's bringing his girlfriend to meet his parents for the first time. She is, she's not white. She's Indian. And you can, you can tell the boyfriend's already like anxious that he's not looking, not looking forward to this. But she's really insisting that she meets his family. Is this Walking Get Out? House, not, no, no, <laughs> this is another, what's interesting though is I feel like I could see they started to try to tap into that a little bit, but it's very different. It has more of a sci-fi twist than straight horror. So everyone's in the house the first night, like they just get there. Um, his sister, uh, her husband are visiting as well. Um, her mom and dad, and then his dad's dad, his grandpa that were all living in the same house. They're all staying here for the holiday already. They just start saying some racist shit to our main character's girlfriend. And several of them are just being complete dirtbags to the point to where the main character, he's just, he's telling his sister and his dad and his grandpa, fuck you like to their faces. Did it make the movie kind of hard to watch? Did you cringe a bit hearing this 
terrible like um a couple of them a little the 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 grandpa i forget the actor's name uh he was walder frey in game of thrones i I was waiting for uh, that opportunity david bradley filch in the harry potter movie series which i all i could think of was you know here's filch saying some fucking racist shit that he couldn't (laughs) say hogwarts but it was uh, it was interesting. It had these tense moments. It built up in in ways I kind of like, where it's there's just this there's this sense of something so much bigger happening all around you, but we can't see any of it. Um, so yeah, they have their shitty first night. They decide, fuck this. We're just gonna wake up in the early hours of the morning before the sun rises. You and I are just gonna leave. We're not gonna stay here. This sucks. Let's not even put ourselves through it. They pack their shit up. They get to the front door. Our guy opens the front door and there's like this black metal screen blocking the front door. They run to the window. That window's blocked too. They start running to every window in the house. Every single window has this metal metal screen blocking it and they can't pull it off. He 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 finds an axe and starts hitting this metal screen with an axe and it doesn't move. He wakes everyone else up in the house. He looks insane. So they're just like, what are you doing? It's like, look, look, look at what's going on. Uh, Several of them are trying to open different places and they notice in some of these screens, there are like these metal pipes that are venting something into the house, they think. The internet isn't working, telephone lines aren't working, but they turn the TV on and there's this, these weird symbols pop up and then just this green text. At first it's just like, uh, stay stay in place, like stay in shelter for your own safety uh, and then await further instructions. Await further instructions. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, just things start getting steadily weirder. Like the first they try to keep going on business as usual. It's like, fine. So we're just going to hide out in the house. And I thought it was kind of a funny little quarantine vibe that they were going with. As soon as they're about to sit down for Christmas dinner, TV changes to a new message for the first time saying all of the food is poisonous. Throw it all out. So they throw away the entire Christmas dinner. Right as they're about to eat? The, the father literally is about to start carving the turkey. He's about to bring the knife down to the turkey breast. and then the Something fishy is going on here, I feel like. Yeah, um, and it just keeps ramping up like that. And then it's like, uh, they get a message, there's toxins in the air. And the, this plastic bag of syringes falls down into the fireplace. And it says that it's this new vaccine, you were all supposed to take it. They all and spoiler alert. They who all delivered take it, it. Santa Claus. It's a and it's like a dirty, dirty plastic bag. The the girlfriend who's visiting, she's she works in a hospital and she's used to working like an ER. So she's like, I'm not administering any of these shots. These are all dirty used needles. I Good. can't verify what the stuff is. The dad's just like, No, this is the government. The government's telling us what to do. They have to know what's best for us. So he just he shoots his injection and the rest of the family takes theirs. Grandpa. He's this old war vet. He's like, ah, I'm not afraid of it. And he sticks the needle in his arm. Oh. Two, minute, two minutes later, starts spitting blood all over the apartment, falls over and dies. Okay, in the middle grandpa. of everybody in the room. And it just keeps getting worse. Things just keep ramping up, ramping up. People start dropping like flies. This is the other big spoiler. If In case you want to enjoy the movie, then skip this part. There's only the father, our main character, and the girl they've found out that these metal screens that are surrounding the house aren't screens at all but they're like tentacles they're all of these metal fibrous cables that have covered every part of the house and somehow this creature is also living inside of all of the tvs and has been watching them so that's how these messages are always perfectly pertain to whatever's going on it turns out it's all this one single creature this creature needs people to survive it's actually a parasite so this creature has been spending the whole movie killing off everyone in the house, 
except for them to find out, oh wait, it can't kill all of us. So they're able to fight back against it for a minute. See, that's funny. You guys are talking about movies with no resolution. This one does that pretty hard. I, I liked it up until the end. I have to give them some props though on the weird creature effects. There's a few shots where they do a lot of cool practical stuff that very much reminded me of the reverse dog tentacle scene from The Thing. It's all of the little tendrils are like flaying out of the side of the dog and it's all going crazy. They do a lot of that kind of camera work and it looks really good. The other special effects stuff, you could tell it was just very cheap. It's like an excellent student film, like an excellent feature length student film. And that's about the best it'll ever be. So you're the, saying don't, did don't you like this? it? It's a, you know what? Um, it's a solid yellow for me, like a hard, hard yellow. Uh, I, I really liked the idea. There were some really cool scenes and I liked how they ramped up the, how they raised the bar. Now you had me all the ways up until you went to the spoiler talk. Now I, I took my headset off. If you didn't know that was coming, like if that didn't happen at all, would you have liked this movie better or not really? I would like to think I would have liked the movie better if it kept with the weirdness the it was oh. doing with the TV and stuff, like the messages they were getting. I liked the mystery of not knowing what was there. Once we, I'm, once you see it, I didn't really care anymore. I'll tell I, you right now. It lost all I, the momentum for me. I, I didn't have a whole lot of interest in the movie to begin with. And then when you said the spoiler, I really didn't want to watch the movie. <laughs> but that's just my own personal. It sounds like ripoffs of other horror films <laughs> up till the very end when it just gets bad. <laughs> I, I have to give them though. It's, it is a lot of those other horror movies, but it is, it's in a lot fewer locations and they're able to ke- kind of keep these scenes moving forward. And I like, I like watching everyone get crazier. Dennis. So it's a parasite, but it kills people. Yeah. That's why like there's, there's, I, and I hate using this word too much, but there's logic in the movie that doesn't make sense. It establishes one thing and then just turns right around and breaks it and does something else. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's what the end of the movie kind of does. It's like, oh, yeah, shit, we've been making you watch this for 80 minutes. Let's wrap this up right now. And it's just, boom, it's done. And I kind of like, oh, oh, yeah. Well, that that's happens. That's annoying when that happens. But it's a great ride up and until the end. You know what this reminds me of? You know, a single drop of shit can ruin a bowl of cherries, but a single cherry can't make a bowl of shit any better. I'd like to disagree with that. A bowl of shit's always tasty. <laughs> Cherries might destroy it, but whoever thought that up should suck a bag of boobs. <laughs> they um, just haven't had enough cherries. I'm just saying, Dennis, does the ending make it bad? It was. It's like the whole movie was decent. I wasn't a big fan of the ending. It doesn't ruin the movie, I don't think. If you don't like that kind of horror movie, you'll probably hate it. I actually, I like that kind of stuff, but I think it might have been better if some of it was tipped off a little earlier. We genre jump a tiny bit right at the end. Gotcha. And what was this movie called? Await Further Instructions. So what's the, uh, do you got any uh, tidbits for us there, Tommy? Yeah, uh, there's not a lot. Um, The one, I'm kind of merging a few of them together into one because they really talk about the same thing. So you find out in the movie, uh, the surname, the family's name is Milgram. And they live on Stanford Street. And there were uh, two experiments done, the Milgram experiments and the Stanford prison experiments. So that that was the trivia for this, that it was basically uh, maybe like a, an homage or a, sh- a shout out to with the Milgram and Stanford Street and stuff like that. 
So it is very much a those th um, those themes are heavy and just yeah. who tries to take control in the household. And that's it for the trivia. The other excellent. Ones and Tommy, what did you see this week? Drain the sunken pirate city. Uh, so what National Geographic did is they had a series of of documentaries on what would happen if they drained a certain ocean or water mass of some kind. Uh, this one in particular was the sunken pirate city known as Port Royal, which was called, quote, the wickedest city on earth. There is still a Port Royal in Jamaica that I would love to, that I might actually have to add that to my bucket list of a place I'd like to go visit sometime. Uh, so there was an, a massive earthquake on June 7th, 1692. And the earthquake was followed by a series of tsunamis. It consumed the, the city, the, the part of the city. And like the sand that was underneath turned into quicksand. The buildings and the houses and all this just literally sunk like 15 feet into the ground. And wow. like over 2,000 people were killed. And so what this documentary did was they used some of the most advanced technology to take like pictures and sonar of the bottom of the Caribbean or Caribbean. How do you guys pronounce it? I know it's pronounced either way, but I, I say Caribbean. Caribbean. Yeah, I say Caribbean. They mapped out the floor of the Caribbean where this city was. And it's kind of like an uh, Atlantis almost, or like a mod they, they called it a modern day Sodom and Gomorrah because it was like the, the uh, Las Vegas of the 1600s. And all these <laughs> pirates would go, it, it's such a crazy cool backstory. Uh, like the English hired the pirates to take charge of Port Royal and to use their ships, the pirate ships, to plunder and steal from the Spanish fleet. And so Port Royal was like the hub of where all the pirates would bring their treasures and the, uh, and England would get 25% of what they plundered and the pirates got to keep everything else for themselves and they would go and bring it to Port Royal. Kind of like in the Pirates of the Caribbean, the Tortuga that you see in the Pirates of the Caribbean. I think that would be a good representation, even though Pirates of the Caribbean also had a Port Royal. I think Tortuga was the more of uh, uh, what this actual Port Royal city was supposed to be like. Evilest of the evil. <laughs> And uh, so they, they mapped it all out. You, you see 3D images and you even see like them digitally take the water and just completely like it just goes, sucks up all the water and you see the, the bottom of the, uh, the ocean floor. And they, they, they're able to use this data to show you what the buildings looked like. And then they're able to extrapolate what happened, what caused it, which was uh, because I guess Jamaica is on a huge fault line, like one of the main fault lines that separates uh, the Car uh, Car Caribbean plate from the North Atlantic plate or something like that. And it, it like right, it goes right through the middle of Jamaica, more importantly, right through the middle of Port Royal, where Port Royal was. And so this uh -oh. earthquake was so massive and it lasted so long that it caused a tsunami. And because of where Port Royal is and surrounded by water, and then you have Jamaica on one side and then it's just, it just, the tsunami crashed into them. And then there was a rebound tsunami that crashed into them again. 
and it the you had the quicksand underneath all the places it was just massive like the, the worst thing that could ever happen to a city so did they detail oh, oh so detailed so detailed they, uh did they well it did they, um sorry did they detail the amount of time uh like the frame of time this might have taken place in yes yeah, they go into all that stuff in in detail and showing like they even found a uh, a pocket watch where the dial of the pocket watch was like seared and saved and preserved underwater at 11:43 and they said that it was uh uh there were survivors of this event that documented the event and they said it took place just before noon. So when they when they found the pocket watch and it said eleven forty three, they're guessing that that's when the initial earthquake happened was eleven forty three. Could this be um, like what's going to happen with California? Possibly the earthquake that they're talking about for California is probably even bigger than what happened over there. The oh, only yeah. difference is I don't think we would get a tsunami uh, hitting. It, it would be depends like on a, where that epicenter is. If it was in the ocean. Right. Yeah. That, very likely but the, and then like isn't yeah, port royal is built on more or less like a sandbar right there's right. just yeah yeah there's no solid there's no solid foundation underneath that city at all and if you mm. go to the modern day port royal that's that's left over of what wasn't sunk you can see they used like the the map of the the previous city and the one that's there now and they were able to find the some of the streets like continued on into where it was sunk and so there's like a queen street that it goes right up to the water it continues on for like another 300 feet and then some of the other streets are like that too they have a big sign on port royal that talks about the famous pirates that used to in uh inhabit the city blackbeard was one of them ah uh, remember yeah. i watched blackbeard's ghost ah uh. Uh, I'm in full circle. Full circle. And then it talks about the on the sign it says that it was devastated by an earthquake. But this one, this this documentary just goes into massive detail about everything and it shows I will say right now you'll you'll probably get sick and tired of seeing the uh the them recreate cuz they show it's one of those things where they only have certain amount of footage of the digital earthquake happening in the city. So when they show it then they show it again, oh, then they sure. show it again, and they show it again. And so it's like on really on repeat because it, I think it was on TV. They didn't account for the commercials. So when they come back from a commercial, they show it again. And then when they were about to cut the commercial, they show it again. So it's like there's a lot of repeat renditions of the, of the accident. Uh, but Was yeah. it fun though? Did you like it? It was great. Or- I really, I, I love, as you can tell from my watching of blackbeard's ghost i really liked what caught me was the pirate city port royal and you get to you you actually they give you a lot of testimony from survivors and people that wrote about living in port royal before so there's a lot of testimony of of people and what it was what life was like and how they said at one point there was a pub or bar one bar or pub for every three residents. And there was like 8,000 people living in Port Royal. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of alcohol. That's a lot of competition. Competition, alcohol. I mean, but they all, there was so much piracy. People coming in and coming and going in the city. Everybody profited in that town. Everybody. There wasn't a single, like, 
like there was so many people there that they would like a bar was never oh no one's showing up no everything was just packed they said the streets of port royal were like the streets of london when the earthquake happened because it was so jam-packed and the streets were small the, the buildings were tall there the people really had nowhere to go and that's why so many people lost their lives is when the buildings started to sink it happened so fast that they couldn't get out of the building it was either stay in the building and die or leave the building and get crushed by the falling buildings around them and there this was, was so no long there ago. was nowhere to go this was so yeah. long ago they didn't even know it was coming probably right nope nothing no the 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 people in the documentary said the only uh foreshadow at all might have been that uh, a rumbling from the hills of Jamaica across the port. The gods <laughs> are angry or something. Oh, no. Yeah, the gods. And that's what a lot of people from London, from England, when they when they heard about this, they're like, oh, that's God's way, man. That was the wickedest city on earth. God is uh, <laughs> sinking them to the, to the bottom of the Caribbean. He's pissed. Look out. Yep. And there's a lot of drain the sunken pirate city, drain Alcatraz, drain the Titanic. Tons of them. Uh, oh, this is a major green light? Number of ships and submarines hidden beneath the waves. Oh, major green light. Go see it. Anybody got anything else to cover before we skedaddle? Get on the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, I like got always, no don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on all your socials. Ooh, Movie yeah. underscore toast. We're on Ooh. Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, Discord, YouTube. We really need people to like and comment go on itunes give us give us one star give us five stars leave a comment tell us what you like what you don't like just get at us but for but, everyone uh, that's been with us thank you for listening it's been fun yes and uh that makes it sound like we're never coming back adam <laughs> no <continue laughs> i think the network's pulling the, the plug on us <laughs> no they are not we we're are just gonna work yeah, we're gonna get one edgy. guy commenting on this episode. Be like, "No, don't go, please." And that's gonna don't be me. Go. I'll be I'll be writing it as myself. I'll be like, "What happened to this show?" <laughs> I'll be hey, I'll be adding on to your comment. Yeah, go <laughs> fine. You guys all have a great Thank night. Bye bye. Stay healthy. Stay toasty. A single drop of shit can ruin a bowl of cherries, but a single cherry can't make a bowl of shit any better.